Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. This is our annual trip to InfoSec where we get to talk to the best, most influential people in the cybersecurity industry. Sit back and enjoy the next few weeks of our brilliant coverage from this fantastic event. Hi and welcome to another Arrow Bandwidth. And uh, this time we have Tenable. So, what's your name and uh, what do you do for Tenable? Hi, uh, hi guys, uh, so I'm Gavin Millard, uh, Technical Director at Tenable and Senior Director of Products. Um, been with Tenable now for four years. Fantastic, Ooh. fantastic. So for those of our listeners who aren't maybe necessarily that au fait on, on who and what Tenable are, can you give us the sort of high level sure. pictures to what you guys do? Yeah, no problem. So um, uh, we're uh, the creators of Nessus, the uh, most broadly deployed uh, vulnerability management technology. Um, We've got 1.5 million users. Um, wow. Yeah, I know, quite a lot. And uh, simply put, what we do is we uh, scan environments, identify the assets within that environment, and then tell you how easy they are to hack. Oh, so you're essentially <laughs> a penetration <laughs> testing tool. So um, uh, many penetration testers use our technology yeah. um, as part of their toolkit. Um, in fact, you know, virtually all big pen test companies do use us. Um, so what we do is um, uh, you know, we, we fire off uh, the uh, plugins against vulnerabilities to check if, you know, if you're vulnerable. So I'll like, give you an example. Like uh, Last year, WannaCry um, MS1710 uh, that was leveraged, the SMB v1 vulnerability, um, we would have identified all assets and told you if you could have been hit by it. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that's obviously incredibly valuable stuff if you're a pretty much any organization on the planet yeah. that relies upon their their IT to sort of, sort of keep them afloat. Yeah, uh, and so it it feels like, um, I, I've been in the industry for quite a while, I know I look very young, but I'm, a, I'm an old man. Um, I'm crying inside of being old. That's um, fine, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I've been in the industry for a long time, and I can remember um, ringing companies up and, and uh, explaining to them why they needed a firewall back in the late 90s <laughs> right wow what's yeah. one of them yeah and and, uh, and they'll be like no we don't need a firewall it's like are you sure i can literally see your your laptop or, or your desktop at the time on the internet i can talk directly to it you <laughs> definitely need a firewall <laughs> so uh you know i think that vulnerability management is yeah you know, is is like the 1990s of firewall mm. right uh, where you know everybody has to have it and yeah. if you actually look at the a foundational control, so you know, be it NIST, uh, CSF, you know, NIST Cybersecurity Framework, uh, ASD, the Australian Directive, you look at ISO 27001, all those, they, they have a common theme of knowing what assets you have and knowing um, what, what vulnerabilities, yeah, they're top controls. Yeah. So, in your world, yeah. what does a, you know, what does a typical customer look like? What's the sort of, um, what are your, are your, cust- are your um, customers organizations like security researchers are they partners are end customers doing this sort of thing to themselves or is it so yeah um, most large organizations um, deploy our technology to identify uh, vulnerabilities so you know uh, the top 10 of the top 10 companies in the world use us Um, we have 25,000 customers um, uh, enterprise customers so you're lots and lots of verticals and you know if you think about um, yeah, that how how important it is to know where you're vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. Basically, anybody that's leveraging IT, which everybody is, and need, needs to do this. Um, you know, we we generally are incredibly successful in like finance, um, uh, retail because of things like PCI, um, 
A lot of government as well. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, the U.S. Department of Defense uses for 10 million, uh, 10 million assets. Wow, um, which is pretty oh, big. That is pretty darn big. Yeah. So, well, yes, go on, I was go on, sorry. Sorry. I was sorry, I thought you'd be a hand up. I was thinking, <laughs> blimey, that's old school. Please, can I? <laughs> My turn next. Um, so I, d I don't come from a cybersecurity background, but okay. I have over the years. I, like yourselves, I cry inside when I realize how long I've been in the yeah. industry. Um, I have worked with a lot of uh, application houses, ISVs. So I'd be really interested to know, because I know from, from a test dev perspective, yeah. vulnerability testing extends not just to the network and the environment and the enterprise, but also into areas like that, with people that are building CRM solutions, business enterprise applications. Yeah. Does, does Tenable have any, any products in, in yeah. that space? Do you, do you have those types of customers as well? Uh, most definitely. So um, I think in the last few years, there's been a big change on how uh, code is developed. So you, you know, if you look at uh, DevOps, uh, people are you know, really uh, leveraging uh, you know, dynamic, uh, you know, a lot more agile and dynamic approach yes. to, uh, to to code development. So you know, move from a waterfall model to a, a more robust SDLC, more agile SDLC. Now, one of the uh, you, one of the technologies that comes out of that is containers. Uh, you know, containerization. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you get uh, engineer, you get developers that are creating the code, but also the platform that the code runs on. And uh, unfortunately, developers are really code centric. You know, they they really think about you know the, how the code works, but they don't think about how security is. Yes. And so what we've uh, what we've done is we've actually integrated into the software development lifecycle, and we can automatically test containers to see how vulnerable they are to attack. Right, nice. uh, and we're the only vendor, by the way, uh, that does this. Um, uh, any vulnerability management vendor that does this. So um, we become what you call a unit test within the uh, within the um, CI/CD pipeline. Yeah. And you know, as the code is uh, as the code is uh, containerized, and uh, you know, a, a, a Docker container is uh, created, um, you go through and have all these tests that are fired. One of those tests um, is us saying, "How vulnerable is this?" And this is really wow. important because mm. you know, th there's. I did some work with a, a load of uh, DevOps uh, people on the West Coast uh, last year, and I was looking at all the containers that they were using, and they were really old, right? And they weren't updating them. Yeah. Yeah, because they were like they have their favorite container. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like this is my this is my favorite CentOS, and it's like CentOS, <laughs> you know, CentOS four. My pet. Yeah, my exactly. Pet. Yeah, CentOS four or something, and and you know it's not been updated at all. So yeah, in, in fact, actually, one, we did some research where we took the top five thousand container images uh, from the public repository, and we did scans on them. And we found, like, um, off the top of my head, I think it was like six hundred <laughs> containers containers that had Heartbleed on it. Wow. Right. And we ha we found Must not swear. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah, I, I know. Yeah, um, on average, every container had like six or seven critical vulnerabilities. It was crazy, right? And and of course, what development are doing? They're just packaging these things up and pushing them out. Yeah. So you know, if you're not um, integrating into the CI/CD pipeline, you, you're massively extending the attack surface. Yeah. yeah and and I, 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 I just I just want to point sorry, out I, for, I wasn't teed up. I just want to point out I wasn't teed up for that question. It was a genuine no. off the cuff. No, no. And, and, and what I, what I love is actually. Having been a developer yeah. and having managed development teams, the, the CI/CD, which, by the way, for those who don't know the acronym, is Continuous Integration, Continuous Develop, uh, Continuous Deployment. Yes. Um, essentially, one of the biggest things in that pipeline is automation. Yep. Yeah. And automating the entire testing cycle, yeah. all the so. 
but by automating the security vulnerability scanning cycle as well, yeah. you almost become secure by default because you yeah. can't you can't publish code to production unless you you pass those, those tests. tests as well. Which I love because actually so often code is such an uh, sorry security is such an afterthought because yeah. people do you know so you know you run it through Travis or Jenkins or whatever you're using as your yeah. testing framework and um, and it comes out the other side and it works yeah doesn't mean that it's not going to be absolutely torn to pieces yeah. by hackers. <laughs> exactly. And the, and the really clever thing is, if um, just by adding a simple unit test in Jenkins or whatever you know, deploy, uh, testing uh, framework you're using, um, you can uh, reduce the, uh, the cyber exposure or the attack surface of these, of these container images. Yeah. But then um, you, you can also um, decrease the, 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 the overhead of doing that testing afterwards. You know, so you, know, you think about it, if you automate that, um, then you know, you're reducing the amount of bugs that are on the platform. Yep. So as they yep. get pushed out, you don't have to redeploy you know, an hour later to fix them again. And, you know, one of the really clever bits that we do, uh, we do quite a few clever little bits, um, is um, um, if we detect that there's a web application on the container, we can also do a dynamic web app scan of the, uh, of the application as well. That's cool. really cool. Yeah. So actually you're adapting your your yeah. unit testing yeah. scope. Yeah. So basically, in, in get, that's really, really clever. Yeah. Really, really clever. Yeah. So obviously, you guys are in the security research space. Mm -hmm. Do you write, do you create your own research and, yeah. and sort of publish that? Yeah, so um, we, uh, yeah, we do. We find our own vulnerabilities. Um, uh, in fact, we uh, last month, we disclosed a massive vulnerability on uh, Schneider Electric um, Industrial. You just beat me to it with yeah. that one because I was going to ask. I was going to ask around when we start looking at you know Emperor's new clothes of IoT. We start edging into the whole world of OT. Yeah, never really had to consider security because, yeah, no. to be fair, never really been connected before. But I, yeah. could you? Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. jump yeah. in, but please continue with yeah. that one. That's a great one. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we uh, we partnered up with Siemens, uh, one of the biggest, uh, yep. yeah, one of the biggest providers of OT techno technology, operational technology, yep. like uh, for you know for your listeners like power plants and things like that. Yeah. And um, what we uh, what we've done is uh, we've created our uh, vulnerability management and asset discovery technology that is OT safe, right? So I'll give you an example. You don't want to scan. A, uh, a power plant and cause it to fall over <laughs> just to see just to see how, oh, I, remember, how I remember some fantastic oh products from the past where we go oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do pen test of your website yeah. <laughs> two minutes later but website yeah, yeah down. exactly yeah. oh yeah have I not tested am that, I not test am I not pen testing the test no that's my live yeah put it back up yeah or even worse like imagine an operating theater in a hospital oh dear and, God. And, and bringing that down because you wanted to see if it was vulnerable yeah. to uh, you know uh, to the latest, the latest, greatest uh, logo vulnerability. Yeah. So yeah, we we couldn't take the standard approach of just sweeping across the network. Yeah, we yeah. had to be like, yeah. we had to be like yeah. super duper safe. Yeah. And so uh, what we've uh, what we've um, launched with uh, with Siemens is this uh, way of passively identifying uh, vulnerabilities and uh, misconfiguration and assets by listening to the network instead. So instead of like sweeping, uh, you know, ping sweep across the network, yeah. we actually just sit there and just listen uh, and, and we see you know, uh, assets popping up. Now, uh, to me, this is really important because as you say, like OT is becoming uh, you know, under the purview, under the command of the IT security people. Yes. And they are very vulnerable. And 
you know, we we always hear about cyber war and other such um, other such things. But the the stark reality is, you know, if if a population impacting cyber event was to occur, it would be through the critical infrastructure, and the critical infrastructure is incredibly vulnerable. And so we need to understand where those vulnerabilities are and address them in a timely manner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if that I like scared it. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I went down a dark place. No, I like that. The dark place is fine. Oh, we, uh, we like the dark place. I'll, I'll, I'll come back up. So, um, you, know, you asked uh, about uh, about research. So, you know, we um, yeah we do find our own vulnerabilities. As I said, like Schneider uh, was a big one. Um, you know, uh, Intel AMT. I don't know if you can remember that from last year. That was us as well. Oh. Um, yeah. We so we do find some big vulns uh, that we uh, that we uh, responsibly disclose and uh, and help identify. What we're also doing now is a lot of insight on uh, on the data that we have. So as I said, we have 1.5 million users. Right? We've got, you know, so we've got a huge amount of data, right? And with just this this big pool of data just sitting there waiting for us to analyze. So what we've started to do is do a lot of uh, a lot of data science. Yeah, we've actually hired some incredibly smart uh, data scientists to come in and do uh, insights from that data. And you know, one of the latest uh, white papers that we released uh, literally a couple of weeks ago was called The Attacker's Advantage. Now, what The Attacker's Advantage is, is you know, how long does it take to identify, uh, how long does it take to, uh, for a vulnerability to be exploitable once it's been announced, right? Versus how long does it take for organizations in general to identify those vulnerabilities Ooh. in their environment? Yeah, that's cool. yeah. So on average, the top 50 vulnerabilities of 2017, the average uh, time uh, to, uh, to, for an exploit to be available was five days. 34% right. of those vulnerabilities, 34% of the top 50 actually had an exploit available the day of the day of announcement within 24 hours. Right now, so that's yeah, we all know this. We all know this problem. Right? Mm, you know, yeah, you look yeah, at. Yeah. You look at the um, you know, the top vulnerability of last year was a vulnerability called CV 2017-0199, which was a uh, catchy. It need, <laughs> it definitely needs a logo, right? Yeah, uh, we, you know, people always mock the logo thing, but in reality, it's a lot easier to remember than uh, CV 2017-0199. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a Microsoft OLE vulnerability. Super bad because um, it was a client-side remote code execution, very very good for delivering uh, ransomware, yeah, monetization of poor cyber hygiene. And uh, so the average was five days. You know, basically, you know, these guys, the, the attackers could weaponize uh, the vulnerabilities on average within five days. Now, you would hope that we would be super good at identifying these things and getting them addressed. But uh, the stark reality is people are terrible at this stuff. So the average time to identify was 12. Good God. 0.8. 0.8. So uh, the attackers actually had like seven days. Head start. Head line. start. Now, if it, you it, it's a race, and it's almost like a race between big organizations, small dynamic organization. Yeah. Ineffective, That's agile, exactly, bang. Exactly right. And it's always going to be back. It's always going to be back in the bad guy rather than the good. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And and, and so you know, what? Um, I'm a, yeah. I could go on a very dark rant about you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rubbish out in the yeah you know, in the 400 vendors out there. There's a lot of things that aren't real. But uh, you know, one of the things that is real is the fact that you know attackers leverage a small set of vulnerabilities. 
right? Yeah, if you think about um, you know, uh, ransomware, ransomware, um, you, know, you had all this arms race from the vendors trying to release like patches for the latest, uh, latest piece of zero day uh, ransomware. Um, in reality, if you just patched the top vulnerabilities, you couldn't get you couldn't get hit by ransomware. So like the uh, twenty sixteen, the top vulnerabilities were CV twenty fifteen five one one nine and CV twenty fifteen five one two two. They were two flash vulnerabilities, right? Uninstall flash or patch those, you won't get hit by ransomware. It's not that complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, what we need to do is close that gap. Right. We need yeah. to address uh, these vulnerabilities in a lot more timely fashion. But we also need to take a threat-centric approach to addressing these vulnerabilities. So last year, there was 20,000 vulnerabilities disclosed. That's a lot of vulnerabilities. Yeah. Right? That's a staggering number, yeah. isn't it? On average, per day, 9.2 critical or high vulnerabilities were disclosed. It's crazy. Right? Per day. <laughs> per day. <laughs> and that and just... And, and what I'd like to know Including is what are, the, <laughs> what are the number of vulnerabilities that aren't being disclosed, that aren't being yeah. reported responsibly like you guys? Yeah, exactly. You know, go because the reality is that's where the real yeah. opportunity is for the bad guys. Yeah. You see, I would actually argue the opposite. So, um, so you know, I think that the people make uh, a lot of noise around zero days, right? But the reality is hackers aren't using zero days because as soon as they do, the zero day is burned. Right? <laughs> because you have researchers that will identify how somebody broke in and uh, take take advantage of that and, and release it. Yeah. Uh, and so I always you know, say to organizations, stop worrying about the zero day. Think about the thousand day. Think about that vulnerability that's been on your network for years yeah. that you haven't fixed. Yeah. Because someone like me that used to break into stuff would be leveraging those vulnerabilities. Right? It's path of least resistance for, yeah, exactly. for a hacker. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, Hackers are generally lazy. They are uh, generally uh, use, as I said, a set uh, a set of tools, and uh, that yeah. If you know what they are, then you can take a threat-centric approach yeah. and just patch them. It makes it very difficult to break into an infrastructure if they don't have the uh, easily exploitable vulnerabilities. Yeah, and that is exactly what we do. We identify those. Fantastic, brilliant, fantastic. Well, look, it's been brilliant to listen to you. And I'm assuming, by the way, you were a black hat, now a white hat? Um, there is there is no dark in my past. Ah. Um, I've, I, I've, I've, I've never this been... This isn't Oprah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to suddenly admit. No, uh, no, there is no dark. Uh, I am all light. Good. Um, and, uh, always you know, been a responsible, yeah, you know, always, reporting all, it. Always responsible. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I work with you know, some of the largest organizations in the world to, you know, to, to really help fix those problems that... That, that can unfortunately be taken advantage of. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you ever so much no for your time. It's been brilliant talking to you. Yeah, and, uh, really good. Have great. a great rest of your show. Thank you very much. Good thank you guys. very much. Cheers, chaps. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this InfoSec Security Special. We're going to be back next week with more coverage from this fantastic event. Stay tuned and speak to you then.